know their number, touchdown record, and Madden rating. But what about the women that support them on Sunday in the stands and on Monday in the living room? We're talking about the women who support their men's dream of playing professionally and just how messy that can look. Relationships, careers, the honest truth of the NFL life. Let's take a look behind the helmet. Check joining me. Kristen is married to Kyle Juszczyk, a fullback and a do-it-all kind of guy for the San Francisco 49ers. Although I'd say Kristen is also a do-it-all kind of gal. From her Italian roots, she loves to cook, but also is an absolute playmaker when it comes to the sewing machine and all things fashion. Kristen is the founder of Origin, an online clothing shop, which we will get into later. But before I give away the whole show, Kristen, welcome to Behind the Helmet. Thank you. What an intro. That was amazing. <laughs> I think that's like my favorite part of like writing and coming up with everything. Like I love the intro. I don't know. Yeah, I was really impressed. I was like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Very okay. good. So let's rewind all the way back to the year you and Kyle met. How did it happen? Sure. So I used to be really embarrassed by this story. <laughs> And looking back, obviously not embarrassed anymore because we're married, but I was definitely the aggressor in the relationship, but I will go back and tell this whole story. (laughs) So um, if we're really going to rewind and I'll start from the get-go, I originally went to school in Rhode Island. I went to the University of Rhode Island for two years and I I liked this school. I was just kind of slightly unhappy. I wouldn't say I I was having the worst time ever, but I, you know, was getting great grades. I just didn't feel like that's where I belonged. Yeah. So I went to go visit my girlfriend, Tara, at the time, who went to Towson University. I went to just go visit her for a weekend. And while I was there, I just felt at home. I felt at peace. I felt as if there was just something drawing me to this school. Um, I absolutely loved all her girlfriends and I just felt at home. So in that moment, in that one weekend that I was there, I was like, I belong here. I need to transfer. Wow. Which it's really crazy to look back on because normally you wouldn't transfer colleges. I mean, it's a really big decision. It's a lot of work having to transfer all your credits and everything. (laughs) Normally you wouldn't do that unless, you know, there was a major key component why you needed to leave that school, but there wasn't anything that I can put in specific, I just did not feel like that's where I belonged at the time. Like I just felt as if something was drawing me to Maryland. And that would have been further away from home for you, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of equal distance. Rhode Island was like a three hour drive and Maryland's like a four hour drive. It's just opposite. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I ended up transferring schools and moving to Maryland, moving all my stuff and finding a roommate at the time. And, um, while I was there, it was about a month into my, so it was probably September. You go to school in August, right? Yeah. And my uncle was visiting my cousin. This this story is getting a little too detailed. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle was visiting my cousin who went to Loyola, which is a nearby college. And he had tickets to the Ravens and my cousin didn't want to go. So he called me up and he was like, hey, I have tickets to the Ravens. Would you want to go? And I'm like, sure, absolutely. I've never been to an NFL game. Oh, that's funny. I didn't really grow up with a big um, 
sports family. So didn't really go to NFL games. Also where I lived, it was kind of a pain in the ass to get to MetLife. Yeah. My family are Jets fans, but (laughs) it was just really difficult to get to MetLife. It's like a two hour drive. So anywho, didn't grow up going to NFL games. So we went to the Ravens game and we were in the nosebleeds. But at the time, I think they were playing the Panthers and they, it was like a blowout game. They were winning by 30 points. So everyone was leaving. So me and my uncle and my aunt and my nonna, um, so we were like, let's try to get better seats because we were in nosebleeds. So we ended up going all the way down behind the bench and we're sitting behind Which the bench. Also like, it's so funny that y'all ended up staying for the game because like you said, like, it's not like you were a huge Ravens fan, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. But it was my first NFL game. So I was like, why are we going to leave? We might as well yeah. play and enjoy it. Um, so we ended up going all the way down behind the bench, which by the way, my uncle is a massive NFL fan. So he was not leaving. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense though. Yeah. So we're behind the bench and I just, this is so silly. I just remember seeing Kyle and he had his helmet off and I was like, oh wow. 44 is very handsome. (laughs) And then I had like the booklet in my hand, you know, and they pass it out. I was like such a new time girl, like taking the booklet. (laughs) You know, so I looked him up and was like, wow, he's only 23. Yeah, 23. And it's so funny because in my mind, I knew absolutely nothing about football or in the yeah. other. I'm like, these men look like they're in their 40s. They're huge. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I was shocked to find that he was so young and it said Harvard. So I was like, wow. This boy. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> so, um, anyways, that was it. You know, I spotted him and I was like, he's really cute. And that was it. So then a few weeks went by and me and all my girlfriends were just hanging out and a, a 49, uh, 49 or a Ravens commercial came on and I just thought of 44 again. And I was like, I wonder if he has a Facebook. This really is dating me, right? <laughs> Before Instagram was really a big thing. So I looked him up on Facebook and he had a Facebook. So I'm like, I'm going to friend request him. <laughs> so I friend requested him on Facebook and then he started liking all my like old photos from like years ago. So I could tell that he was, you know, creeping through the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So then he never messaged me and I was pretty bummed. I was like, wow, what? That was weird. Like why go through all that? So again, this really, this story is really ridiculous. Um, So me and all my girlfriends were pre-gaming for a night out I mean I'm 20 I'm like a junior in college (laughs) we're all going out one night and all my girlfriends are daring me to message him they're like what do you got to lose just message the guy so I'm like okay I got some liquid courage in me (laughs) (laughs) so I messaged him on Facebook which is just so embarrassing Mm -hmm. and um he responded and then we just started chatting on um Facebook messenger (laughs) and he asked me out to dinner so we went out to dinner and I just remember being so nervous like wanting to puke before that dinner because first off I'm so young I'm in my 20s I'm going on a blind date basically (laughs) and then I'm also like could I be getting catfished right now could this not be his Facebook you know what I mean oh yeah I mean because it's like it's a football player like yeah, anybody could kind of pose as him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, anywho, went out to the dinner, and it was just kind of history from there. I mm-hmm. was just blown away by everything of him. I just remember thinking to myself, 
And I'm like, oh, just go on the date. It will be a funny story one day. I was obviously not expecting to fall in love and meet my husband. And it really is just a crazy, unique story that at the time I used to be so embarrassed to Mm. tell it because I was the aggressor. And for some reason, society is very much like, you know, women shouldn't be the aggressor in the relationship. But I have many things to say to that. First thing, <laughs> you have to go after what you want. You know, yeah. Prince Charming's not just going to knock at your door. Yep. But also, it really felt like destiny because I, you know, transferred schools. And if I hadn't have transferred schools, I would have never met Kyle. And it kind of just all fell into my lap the mm-hmm. month I transferred and moved to Maryland. And it's just a really crazy story looking back at. And now my best girlfriend is married to his best friend. Oh, how cool. Yeah, so there's just so many, the stars aligned and it felt like that's just what it was supposed to be like. And so many other people, we've affected other people's lives, you know, our relationship and meeting each other. So I I love it because (laughs) I love listening to how people met because not a single story Oh, is a light. Yeah, like they're all so different and so unique. And like, especially yours, like so many things had to fall into place. Oh, yeah. For it to even like relatively remotely come close to happening. I know. It's, and then it's, it's, it's really funny looking back at because never in a million years that I think, you know, going to a Ravens game that day really changed my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I respect you for being like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do it because. Yeah, I was in that mindset. I was like, no, I just transferred schools. I moved states. I made new friends. Like, I control my life, you know? So that's kind of the mindset I was in. And and, and just like, why not? You know, like your girlfriend, why, like, why not? Worst thing can happen. Like, there's no response. And yeah, what do you have to lose? Exactly. Keep on going. So yeah. ladies, if you're listening and there's a guy out there that you have your eye on. You miss a message. hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. You gotta go for it. Yes. So I'm assuming that that night that y'all had dinner, it was a pretty much like immediate connection. It was immediate connection. We were there until the restaurant was closed. We basically mm-hmm. got kicked out. Um, and yeah, I was just so blown away. I, you know, I grew up in New York, Long Island, and you know the stereotype of New Yorkers are kind of like rough around the edges. Um, which is true, but I've never really met a Midwestern. Kyle's from Ohio. And I just remember being so drawn by his eyes. He just has the kindest eyes and you can feel how genuine he is. Yeah. And just in that moment that, you know, we went to, went out on our first date, I just kind of knew from there, like, wow, I met someone really special. Mm, That's awesome. So from that night on, I'm assuming you guys kept up communication, probably went out on like some more dinners when when was he like here's some tickets like I want you to start coming to my games like as my girl you know yeah it happened so fast we went out um it's really funny so we went out on that first date in October and I would say we were like official by November okay it was so fast and then he came to my I have this massive Christmas Eve in my family and then he came to my massive Christmas Eve and met all my family two months into us even meeting, right? It just he all happened. Like, I'm committed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It happened really fast. And it just, you know, it's when you know, you know. And it was yeah. just, 
it's funny looking back because I was so young at the time, but I just, I knew. Yeah. That I, I think every time, like I was talking to Marcella last week on the podcast, like when you know, you know, and like, that's the hardest advice to receive when Mm -hmm. you don't know, but when you know, it's just so obvious. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't remember. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm trying to remember when he officially like gave me tickets yeah, you know, like that's a, I guess, a big component. I, I don't, for some reason, I just don't remember. Because you kind of met him during the middle of the season. I did, yeah, the middle of his, yep, the middle of his second year um, okay. with the Ravens is when I met him. And I guess I would say that by the next month, he was inviting okay. me to go to his games. But at that time, I wasn't going to all the games because I was in college. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think at the time I was I was in a totally different mindset. Like I wasn't prioritizing his football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We obviously had such a different relationship that like, as if you and Charlie, you were there from the beginning from, you know, seeing how hard he worked to get there, Yeah. you know? So I had, didn't have that mindset. I was kind of living my own life and this was just a man that I was dating. Yeah. And this was his job and I had my job, you know? (laughs) So it's funny looking back at now because I would never, not go to a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I was going to all the home games just because I had p- different priorities at the time. So when do you think it hit you necessarily? Like, whoa, like this is a big deal. Like this man works like a lot for this. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I always knew how much he, how disciplined he was, you know, because I'll never forget the first year it was New Year's Eve and this year that Kyle and I met, the Ravens were in the playoffs, or they were making the playoffs. And I remember being like, well, we're going out for New Year's Eve. Come on. And he's like, I can't go out for New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> I just did not understand. And, of course, Kyle is just the sweetest man alive. So he went out with me on New Year's oh. Eve. I just, like, obviously, you know, didn't didn't booze or anything like that. Yeah. Just <laughs> it, I, I really don't think – I was fully submerged into the NFL life until Kyle signed with the 49ers, to mm. be honest. I mean, and I can see why, like you had, you were in college, you had a separate group of friends, like your, your lives were kind of separate. And he was obviously used to doing the NFL realm kind of by himself. Like, you know, like he didn't yeah, have sure. you with him in the beginning. And yeah, so, sure. yeah, I could see why that wouldn't come to full fruition until you're all the way across the country and it's just you two (laughs) yeah that 100 percent. you explained it perfectly you know I had my own group of girlfriends I was only you know a three-hour drive I could drive home whenever I wanted to see my my friends at home and my family at home and you know once he signed with the Niners and we picked up and moved our whole life across the country I really was thrown into and being like wow okay this is what yeah life is like in the NFL and it kind of yeah, it was just very different than when we were with the Ravens. Okay, so let's get into that because 27, I think it's 2017, his contract is like coming to a close. Mm-hmm. Were you done with school at this point in time? Yep, so I had graduated the year before. So I graduated in 2016 and we were living together at the time and I was working um, in real estate. Okay, in so, Baltimore. In Baltimore, yep. Um, I stayed in Baltimore after graduation and and Kyle and I moved in together and um yeah so his his contract was up and to be honest we never thought we were leaving Baltimore 
Oh, wow. Um, we were really shocked when they didn't really offer him anything. Um, like the city loved him. We thought, you know, I guess you never think that your team doesn't want you to stay. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So um, we were really shocked when we got the call that we were going to the 49ers. So was it like, was he restricted to the point of the Ravens had to either offer him or not offer him and then other teams could look at him? Do you know? No. So he was a free agent. Okay. Um, because he, he finished his four years in um, at the Ravens from when he was a rookie. So he was a free agent. So how it works is once the season ends, um, you wait until March until free agency opens up and then all teams can come and bid on you. Okay. And so other than the 49ers, were there any teams like yeah, there was actually a lot of teams, which was really exciting and yeah. definitely a boost to your confidence. Um, but yeah, there was a possibility of us going to Jacksonville. Um, the Jets were on the table. I'm pretty sure Buffalo was on the table. There was a lot of teams. Um, and the 49ers were not even in discussion. And it's so funny because obviously everyone's story is different, but free agency when you're in it. Um, it's a very exciting time because every day you don't know where you're going to live, right? It's <laughs> so quick. It happens within like a few days once free agency opens. But there can be teams calling your agent. And then next thing you know, this team from left field comes out and you're like, oh, that's where we're going. You know, that's the best offer. Wow. Um, and of course, you have to play things into um, it's either, you know, money or where you, what state you want to live in or where you best fit on the team. Yeah, the team situation. There's a lot of things that play into it. But the 49ers, we hadn't even spoke about them. That It wasn't even a thought in our mind. And then out of nowhere, they called, and Kyle was so excited about mm. Kyle Shanahan because he used to work with um, Gary Kubiak. And Gary Kubiak used to be with Baltimore, and Kyle adored him. Okay. So he knows that Kyle Shanahan – Gary Kubiak was like a mentor to Kyle Shanahan. So I know Gary put in a really good word. Yeah. Kyle, you checked to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of where we fell into the 49ers. Okay. So where did your, where did your mind go? Like, obviously you're pumped. Like you're excited for Kyle. Like what an awesome opportunity. And it's also kind of nice too. Like he got to pick, you know, like ultimately like where's the best fit and all of that. Mm-hmm. But that's a long ways from home. <laughs> yeah. I just remember being so excited. I-, I love change and I love moving. And Kyle and I had always talked about moving to California and for an off season together. Okay. Um, we always wanted to, we were both from basically the East coast and had only been to California once when I was little. So we always discussed, you know, maybe one off season we'll get an apartment and we'll live in you know, San Diego or something like that. So we were really excited when the 49ers called that we were like, wow, we're going to move to California. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, It is like one of those, like if you're from the East coast, California is this like unknown, like a golden state, you know, like it's just like in your mind, you have it built up as something. And then absolutely nobody from the East coast usually is just like willingly going to move there unless something draws you there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at the time, and I still am in this mindset, but, you know, we don't have any kids. When else are we going to be able to just pick up and experience a different state? And so, honestly, we were so excited. Okay. So you're yeah. good with change. This lifestyle is, like, perfect. Yeah. 
I've been fortunate enough that we haven't really had, I mean, this is Kyle's ninth year in the league and many people who are nine years in the league don't have this. We're so fortunate to have the story that we have that we had only been with two teams. Yeah. You know, most people are bouncing around all the time. So I'd like to say that I'm good with change, but I also haven't had to change that much. (laughs) We've been here for five years. So this very much feels like home now. Yeah. um, We've been very fortunate in that. Okay, so Kyle got his new contract, but in that same offseason, he asked you a very important question. <laughs> How did that go down? Yeah, so um, we, our engagement, it was Memorial Day weekend, and his family was in town visiting my family in Long Island. So they were staying with my dad. I kind of had a feeling it was happening that weekend. He likes to say that I had no idea, but I mean, <laughs> I'm like, both our families are together. I mean, there's got, this has got to be it, you know? We're about to move across the country. Yeah, we're about to move to California together. This yeah. Not right. <laughs> um, but we were just on the beach, and it was really – I always told Kyle that when that day comes, I just want it to be us two. I, I didn't want to get engaged in front of people, and I wanted to have that moment just between us. So. Yeah. It was really special. We got engaged on a local beach by us in Long Island. And then we came back and we had all came on my dad's boat. And when we came back, my whole family had the boat all decorated and we got to celebrate with both of our families. And then when we got back to my dad's house, he had all of my friends there and all of his friends had come from all over the country. And basically we had like a big surprise engagement party and it was so special and it really was one of the best weekends. And I would imagine too, like it was obviously special in its own right. Like you just got engaged and all of your people are there, but also like you're about to leave all those people and and live in California. Like you're going to be so far away. I'm sure that time was just extra precious because of the move that both of you guys were going to make. Absolutely. At, at the time, I don't think I really realized it. Um, you know, how far away I was living because Kyle knows I'm, I'm such a homebody. I adore my friends and family from Long Island and that place is, you know, just home to me. Yeah. And he had always prefaced this when we signed out, when we signed to the 49ers that, you know, if you ever need to go home, go home. Mm -hmm. Like if you ever need to see your family, if you need to get away for a week, if you need to stay there for a month, like you do what you need to do. Like, of course, I think we have such a different relationship than people who have been together since college because he got himself here by himself. You know, he's very independent. He isn't the type of player that really needs me for emotional support. Yeah. And I, I, I love that about him. Of course, I am his support system 100%. Yeah. But I think we just had met in a different stage of life to where he was so used to, you know, getting himself getting himself where he is today by himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so he was always so supportive in that. And, you know, knowing that I'm sacrificing a lot and I'm, you know, I'm leaving my job and leaving all my friends and all my family behind. So he was always really supportive. And if I ever needed to go home or just get away and be with my family, he was super supportive in that, which is that's sweet. Well, man, that's the reason I love him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's very thoughtful, which is just. Yeah, ex- extremely thoughtful for sure. But I will say that you know, my mindset changed a hundred percent when we moved out to California because I was 
way more involved in the football life and yeah. understanding football more than I ever really had and felt way more invested in every season than I had ever felt before. So let's talk whenever you said, obviously leaving family, friends, you had your real estate business in Baltimore. And obviously real estate is something that like you have to be well connected and you know, it, you build up clientele and you just build up your own name. Mm -hmm. Did you want to hold on to your real estate license and transfer it? Or were you kind of like, I'm phasing out of that in my life? So at the time I was kind of a typical college grad, not too sure what they wanted to do, you know, with yeah. their career. And my whole family has always been into real estate. My, my dad and all of his brothers, my uncles, you know, flip houses on the regular. Yeah. It's one of their like jobs that they've had for their whole lives. So I know I always wanted to get into that and I figured how cool would it be if I could, you know, buy or be the real estate agent on all these flips for my uncles and my dad and whatnot. So I got my real estate license in Maryland and I just started, like you said, have, being a real estate agent is kind of all about connections and knowing people. So I was hoping to maybe get into the NFL. Um, I finally got my like first my first contract and was so excited. And then obviously yeah. Kyle signed at the point. <laughs> well, <laughs> so much for that. But yeah. um, real estate to state by state um, license. So you would have to take the course all over again when you got, I mean, if, when I came out to California, yeah. which I was totally fine with because I absolutely love taking the course. It's, it's just stuff that everybody should know. Like, yeah, everybody should get a real estate license because for some weird reason, they don't teach this in school. And it's just practical information that yeah. honestly, everybody should know. But um, I kind of felt as if I had, there was no reason for me to get my real estate license out here, at least for my first year, because I didn't know anything about California. If I met with a client, they'd be like, oh, how do you get to the house? And I'd be like, well, <laughs> plug it into Waze and get there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I kind of just felt like it didn't make sense for me, uh, even though I still love it. Um, I just didn't know the area. I knew absolutely nobody. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. So at the time when we moved out here, I wasn't working for about a month and I was going stir crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and because I just was so not used to that. So I ended up getting a job at SoulCycle. <laughs> And I was working front desk at SoulCycle. And it was honestly so much fun. Yeah. I made so many friends, um, which was honestly really nice to make friends outside of the team. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I met so many local women. Um, and I absolutely loved working there. So I worked there for my first, the first year Kyle signed out here. Okay. I'm sure that made their transition a lot easier because you found your own kind of timestamp of what to do your own schedule and like you said like Kyle was very independent so and you were independent and you needed to have that or else like you said you probably just would have pulled your hair out kind of thing yeah. so I'm sure that made all the difference having that and then how was it as far as meeting like the girls on the team because when you were in Baltimore like you had your college girls like you didn't necessarily need to make friends with other women how was that yeah absolutely so when we were in Baltimore I, I had made friends with a lot of the wives but it was an older team um Kyle was really close with Joe Flacco at the time the quarterback and Dennis Pitta 
who at the time they were both married with like five kids. Yeah. So I mean, I <laughs> love I loved their wives, but we were in totally different stages of our yeah. other's lives. Um, but I had met some really great women um, with the Ravens, but I just think it was a different vibe because it wasn't like, hey, I need friends. Like yeah. I have nobody out here, or like you know, in Baltimore, I had a whole group of girls and it, I kind of felt more confident just being social because I'm like, oh, well, like if I like you, I like you. If it works, it works, you know? Whereas here, I, I would say I was very, very nervous meeting all the girls because I had no, absolutely nobody. And I, I'm such a social person that I just need friends and yeah. I'm a talker. So staying at home was just driving me nuts so that's why I was like I need to go soul cycle and like talk to some people um but yeah I was really nervous and very intimidated but I do think that the Niners at the time were restarting their franchise or rebuilding it and so everybody was kind of in the same position I was in it wasn't like I had come to a team that girls had been at for years yeah majority of girls hadn't um so, you know, you just kind of find the people that you vibe with best. And that's kind of what happened to me. I had made, I have made some amazing friends in the NFL, mm-hmm. truly. And, you know, every, uh, like I said before, everyone's story is so different. People come and go so fast, which yeah. is really sad. Um, Kyle and I always make a joke, like, don't become close with me and Kyle because you won't be here the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I get like really close with somebody, they're gone the next year. Oh, and I'm like, don't become close. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But um, no, I mean, you, it, it was definitely a completely different vibe, you know, meeting the girls and, and it was definitely intimidating, but everyone was so nice and welcoming to each other because we were all kind of in the same boat which we definitely had a unique experience and a lot of teams aren't like that and it was just a very unique year yeah so uh, you know like the 49ers are great now about like getting the women together early on in the season and helping each other meet at the time since they were rebuilding did they give you guys that opportunity or did you just like seek each other out at game days no so I will never forget when we first came out here is when um, they had open practices and then, you know, they made the 53 and Kyle had that party at his house. Okay. And I remember being like, what? We're going to the head coach's house? Like, Because <laughs> at the time in Baltimore, I had never met John Harbaugh, the head coach. Wow. The Ravens don't do anything. There's no Christmas party. There's no fit. There's no family, nothing. Wow. Um, so I just, you know, that was the only experience I had ever experienced. So I didn't, I kind of thought that's just how it always was. Yeah. When we were going to the, when we were going to the players party at Kyle's house, I just remember being so shocked that we were doing that and also very intimidated mm-hmm. uh, that we were going to go to the head coach's house. Um, <laughs> but no, from the get-go, that is just something that I know the owners of the 49ers are very much about um, having this family being so family oriented and so is John Lynch and, you know, so is Kyle Shanahan. So they brought that vibe from the get go um, of having all the families be very included in the 49er organization. And that's what's so special about this organization. Yeah, which I respect so much. And I, hopefully I never have to experience a, you know, franchise that doesn't value that family aspect because I think it just, 
rolls over on the field too. Like just how you treat somebody's significant other, it just says a whole lot about you. Um, Absolutely. And that's why I remember feeling so bad. I'm like, poor Sydney, you guys came in (laughs) and there was none of that. You know, there was no 49, there was no 53 party. There's no Christmas party. I'm like, oh man, it's such a tough year to come in. (laughs) 2020 was, it was tough. It It was, it was weird, but also we like, we had nothing to base anything off of, you know? So it was like, obviously we were craving being social, but it's like, we didn't know anything different. So everyone was just stuck, you know, like you'd been here for years and you felt just as stuck too, because like we weren't allowed to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. It was a very unique year for sure. And we're still kind of crawling out of it. You know, I I would say that this is as normal as it was when we first came here for sure. We're, we're inching. Yeah, we're, we're slowly crawling out. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will get there for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about off season a little bit. Yeah. Did you and Kyle stay? Cause previously y'all would stay in Baltimore for the off season. Did mm-hmm. you stay in California for that off season? Yes. So okay. um, Kyle and I love to travel so we would stay in California, but, and I'm doing air quotes. Um, <laughs> I just realized that this isn't a video. <laughs> um, we would stay in California, but we would travel a ton. So it didn't feel like we were just staying here because we would, yeah. we would go to New York for like a week or two weeks and stay with my dad. And then we'd go to Ohio and stay with his brother for two weeks. And then we would travel. So we just kind of, you know, took the opportunity to get away and travel as much as we could. Um, but yeah, for the first, I, I think, two years that we were out here, California is where we stayed in the off season until we ended up getting a house in New York, okay. which is now where we go in the off season, which makes me very happy. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Your, your homebody heart is just overjoyed. <laughs> and I will say that also makes the transition of wherever Kyle ends up, if he were to end up anywhere else, so much easier on at least me, because yeah. I know that I have that backbone to fall back on whenever I need. Like you there's know? a home. You there's have a home. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, you know, you, you stay at a team for a matter of months and then you're able to go home for, a, you know, a few months. So that, that definitely has put my heart to ease mm-hmm. because I do crave my family so often. Yeah. But um, yeah, we did stay out here for the first two years and it was great. We, we honestly have, it made living here so much more enjoyable because we really got to explore you know and this area has so much to offer and of course when you're in season you don't really get to experience that because the boys are so busy but we were able to really discover so many amazing restaurants and so many hidden gems that we wouldn't have because in the season you're just not doing those things it was definitely a blessing so how do y'all balance because the off season is it's tough. Like the off season is so tough, especially if you're in playoffs, because you're trying to balance recovery, seeing family and friends, but also like relaxing and then also preparing. Like it's a lot going on. So how do you balance all of that in such a short amount of time? So I would say by now, Kyle is such a veteran, you know, he knows what he needs to do and, and the time that he needs to put in and he knows how to get around it or, you know, what to prioritize So he, you know, we have, he has his training facility that he goes to, um, 
four days a week, three days a week. It changes, obviously. Their workout programs change throughout the offseason. But like I said, he's so independent. I don't need to be there and tell him what he needs to do. You know what I mean? He does what he needs to do to get his job done. And that's just how he has always been. Mm -hmm. So even when we're traveling and – like he does his workout programs on the road or wherever we're going, yeah. he'll find a place, he'll find a gym. And, and I, I always will come with him and I have always supported him in that, you know, do what you need to do yeah. to get your job done. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I don't want to say it's, it's seamless for us, mm-hmm. but it has been like pretty seamless the off season. I mean, there's always those like first two months after the season that you truly just get to relax. Yeah. Kyle, at least, he doesn't like to work out for probably the first month or two to really just rehab his body mm-hmm. and to get all those nicks and bruises cured um, from the previous season. So those are always my favorite months. Just, <laughs> you know, us two being able to enjoy each other and yeah. you know, enjoy being with our friends and family and travel and not have to have that pressure of, you know, I have to get a workout in and Absolutely. You know, I have to lift and so those, of course, are my favorite ones. <laughs> I think that's the best, like the having the veteran mindset of like, you know, your body, you know what it needs. Yeah. And I will say need. he wasn't always like that. Um, you know, when we first met, there was definitely a lot more stress in the off season to, you know, be a better football player and yeah. to work out like crazy and just get better and get better. And I really do feel like he, I mean, of course, there's no such thing as perfection, but he has perfected his craft and he knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's almost year 10 in the league. So he's doing something right. Yeah. So it's just, and that's what I, I, you know, I always tell Kyle when we always have this conversation. You know, the guys talk always about like, who's doing this recovery? And there are so many things <laughs> you can do, right? It's You can be there all day doing yeah. different recovery techniques. And I always just have to remind him, babe, you are doing what you need to do. Don't yeah. take anybody's advice. You are where you are because of what you have been doing. So I'm like, why are you listening to so-and-so, you know, who has been injured this many times and that <laughs> doing what you're doing because what you're doing is working. Yeah, honestly, he is like, it is amazing how long he's been in the league and how healthy he has been. Like, he is, yeah, I don't, I don't like league. saying it because I don't want to jinx it, but it's, <laughs> actually wild he and has only the missed... position that he plays that yeah. it just blows my mind even more I think he has only missed four four games in his entire NFL career wow and that's just unheard of yeah. so that's why I'm like don't be yeah. trying new things just like <laughs> good <laughs> good like let's just stick with what you're doing it works <laughs> you know? we are all good here exactly Okay, so the off-season, obviously, it flies by. You've, um, you know, spent a year in California, and you found time to, you know, like, do soul cycle and spend your time that way. But 2018 was a big year for you personally. Yep. And you grew something and founded something that I'm assuming had been on your heart for probably a while – so tell us about Origin. Yeah, of course. So basically, you know, I was working at SoulCycle and it, it kind of was just a filler 
you know, for me to feel like I, you know, I needed, I, I fiend like that schedule, you know, I needed to have somewhere to be. And so I, I needed that for my soul. Um, but while I was there, I just was brainstorming that whole year, you know, what can I do? I am mm. such a career woman. I, I just, and no hate to anybody who can stay home and support because that is so difficult. It truly yeah. is. And I just personally could not handle it. Um, so I just felt as if I, you know, I needed to do something and I had always absolutely loved fashion. I went to school for fashion merchandising in Rhode Island. Um, they didn't have that major in Towson. So I ended up just majoring in business, but it had always been, you know, something that I've loved and felt super passionate about. So I kind of had always brainstormed, you know, I want my own clothing line. I want that so bad. Mm-hmm. I've always been a creative. Um, so I just kind of felt as if I had no idea where to begin. And I'm sure a lot of women can yeah. relate to me on that, where they have this amazing idea that they've always wanted to do, but you know, how do I start? Yeah. Um, so I had felt like at the time, my the best way to get into it and to dip my toes into the water was creating a boutique. Whereas, you know, so I started Origin and, you know, took the leap of faith where I'm sure you can relate that it's scary and, yeah. you know, it's definitely vulnerable, but I just felt like this is what I needed to do. So I was so excited and I was just watching YouTube videos like every day <laughs> on like how to create a business, what kind of, you know, government documents do I need and all wow. that stuff. Um, all the sales tax and it's obviously very confusing and I hadn't known nobody that had done this. I wasn't close to anybody that I could ask. Um, so yeah, I started in 2018 and, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made because it gave me a purpose, you know, and it's just something that I've always been so passionate about, but it also is a stepping stone. Um, so origin is a clothing boutique. So basically like if you were to go up the street to your local, clothing boutique, we could potentially have the same clothes, which is not something that I want forever. I want to have mm-hmm. my own clothing line. And that's what I, you know, desire. But at the time, I had absolutely no idea where to even start. <laughs> I wanted to build a brand and build a clientele before I just, you know, invested all this money and yeah. a clothing line that nobody knows about, you know, so mm-hmm. I kind of felt like it was important for me to create a brand and, and understand who my customer is and mm-hmm. what kind of you know, design they like and what their vibe is. So yeah, that was kind of the story behind Origin. And, and it's been amazing. I've loved every second of it. Will you share the meaning of the name? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I wanted to, you know, the name was so hard for me, mm-hmm. picking what name I wanted to name this. But so for me, my mother passed away when I was in high school. Her name was Virginia. And I felt like I just wanted to give her a tribute for so many reasons. I, me and Kyle always say that Kyle sent, my mom sent Kyle to me because mm-hmm. like I said, I just felt so drawn to Maryland. I just felt like someone was pulling me there. And I like to think that it was my mom. So out here, you know, I just sat there and a reflection like, wow, my life has just done a full 360. Like, <laughs> you know, you sometimes are just looking around like, where am I? <laughs> I just really felt like this is what I needed to do. And I, and I just felt like I needed to give her a tribute. So I wanted to, and everyone called her Ginny. So I wanted to incorporate gin in something. So I just remember being like oxygen. Like I was thinking of like all these names. (laughs) And then origin I thought of, and I was like, wow, that just feels 
so meaningful in so many ways. And if you look up the definition of origin, it's, you know, the place where something derives or, you know, the an idea where an idea derives the origin of something. Yeah. So it just felt so special to me and it just clicked. And like Kyle, when you know, you know, I heard the name and I was like, that's, that's it. it. And that's why my logo has like a dash. It's aura dash gin because I really wanted to emphasize the the gin in it. Okay. And a lot of people actually don't know that story. I I love it. Like I love when obviously like you, the clothes that you pick and everything like have such an intention behind it. But when the name and just like the foundation of your business has that intention as well, like I just I love it. Like I adore that you you did that. And I'm sure that she and your family, I'm sure is so appreciative that you've, that you've done that. No, absolutely. And, and then like my slogan came with also with origin, it's every day is an opportunity to begin again. And, you know, that's how I had felt even with making origin, you know, there, if you are in control of your own life, you know, so if you are unhappy or if you just are feeling unfulfilled, then wake up and restart. And, you know, and that's how I felt with origin. I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm doing this and, (laughs) you know, and it completely changed my life. So you are in control of your own destiny and your own life. And, you know, that has been really special to me. So when you are finding items for origin, what is like the style or vibe that you want to bring? Because obviously, like you said, you know, you can find these looks in another boutique possibly, but like, I feel like you have such a unique I that you try to bring in those pieces as well yeah absolutely I mean I would like to think for the most part you can't find my pieces (laughs) obviously I have yet to see any others so there's (laughs) a a possibility um I I'd like to think that for origin you go to me for that like one-of-a-kind piece that Mm -hmm. you know people stop you and they're like that is so unique where did you get that yeah. Um, I like to say that you don't, you know, if you're looking for a pair of leggings or a plain white t-shirt, like you're not coming to origin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a more unique clothing. I like to say it's like streetwear. Um, but I feel like that's what my customer loves. So from that, mm-hmm. I'm in the process of creating my own line right now, which I'm so excited about. Awesome. Um, I'd like to eventually veer away from my wholesale. Um, but like I said, I'm just trying to build my brand and build my customer. You really can't just like drop a line out of nothing and, you know, people being like, what is this? You know, yeah. I want people, like you said, to be like, oh, Origin, those are unique pieces. Um, that's your go-to look that you're trying to make a statement. Yeah. So. And yeah. for those of you who don't know, like Kristen is a wizard with her like creative ability and like sewing machine. She's made <laughs> almost what every single game day outfit in the 2021 season. Yeah, honestly, it's been, I, I love being creative. So it's not a job for me, you know, yeah. and that's how I feel fulfilled truly. So well, I'm really excited to see the like true, like origin, you know, yeah. like that'll just be awesome when yeah. it comes. I don't to- like to say that this isn't the true origin because I've poured my heart and soul into this, truly. Yeah, but just in my mind, it's not where yeah. know, I want it to be. Um, but I mean, I have done little side projects, like for instance, Kyle and I, um, I designed these juice hoodies and those aren't wholesale. Like that's something that I fully designed. Um, yeah. They're so cool. Y'all go check them out on her Instagram. I appreciate it. And that was something that was really fun because I got to get Kyle involved in it. Yeah. And, you know, which it's always fun when I get to get him involved in origin. Um, 
so that was really fun. And that was kind of me dabbling into it and kind of understanding the whole world of actually designing and the process. process. That's a good way to like jump into it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me look. I think, I think we're in the clear. I don't think, oh no, they're literally shredding tree limbs. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. We're back, y'all. So out of all of the years that you have been in a league with Kyle, was 2019 just like the best year ever? (laughs) It truly was. I mean, Kyle and I got married in July, July 6, 2019. So that was really special. And looking back or like is extra special because the pandemic hit. Yeah. Too long after that. Perfect timing. Um, Sorry. Is that loud in the background? You're good. (laughs) Um, Sorry, guys. Construction problems. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we got married in July of 2019. And it was just such a special weekend. We uh, ended up getting married at an old campsite. So it used to be a summer camp that now got renovated to a wedding venue, which is so fun because it's a whole weekend and everyone stayed. There's all these cottages, like you, you rent out the entire property and there's all these cottages that all your guests stay in. So everyone gets to stay on property and enjoy the lake. And it was just like a perfect summer wedding besides obviously it poured, but (laughs) it was really so special and it was truly one of the best weekends of our lives. And then Leading was that in New York? It was in New York, yeah. Okay. It was upstate New York. It was called Cedar Lake Estates. So I maybe I should take those bells off the door. Quick <laughs> <laughs> pause. Sorry, this is really hectic. <laughs> Y'all, this is um like legit behind the helmet, completely unedited. This is how it goes. <laughs> yeah, this is real life for you right now. Sorry. <laughs> I have we're getting our I get bathroom redone. So people are in and out of our doors. And I have these Christmas bells on all of my doors, which probably was not a good idea for a podcast. I should probably take the bells <laughs> off the doors. Um, anywho, um, I forget the question you asked me. Okay, so you just got married. Oh, I also wanted to ask about your wedding. What was it? Because um, I looked back on pictures and it was obviously like beautiful. Oh, you said it rained. Did it rain during yeah. the ceremony? So, no, which is so wild. Again, my mom just blessing Kyle and I. It. So I'm in hair and makeup for the wedding, and all of a sudden you hear like, like an insane thunder that, no joke, it sounded like it had hit our cabin. It was the loudest thunder I'd ever, ever heard. And then I just see all my bridesmaids just stare at me like, holy shit, how is she going to react? Like, what do we have to do for damage control? But I was just so calm. And I'm sure you can relate to this. Leading up to your wedding, you have so much nerves and anxiety. But that day, you're just calm and you're at ease. And you're like, I'm marrying my love of my life, my husband. And that's all that matters. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. So, you know, it was pouring and it was not even, it was storming. And everyone was just staring at me, and I'm like, it's fine, whatever, you know? <laughs> I get to marry Kyle, and, and 
all, with all my favorite people and that's all that, that's all that matters. Yeah. So it was storming and we were taking pictures out in the rain and then actually the way our ceremony was where we got married was it was in front of a lake and it was gorgeous. It's like almost like a wooded and then also a big lake. But when you walk down the aisle, it's a big tilt, right? So it was really slippery. And one of my guests, one of my good friends had fallen and hit her head. And so they did not want me walking down the aisle. They were like, (laughs) it is way too slippery. You cannot walk down the aisle. And I looked at my dad and I was like, I'm walking down that aisle. Like, Like, this is a moment. First off, not even just between Kyle and I, but between my dad and I, you know, we have such a special bond. And that moment as a little girl, you always think of your dad walking you down the aisle. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not walk down the aisle. So my dad looked at me and he was like, Chrissy, I got you. I will not let you fall. I was like, you better not because this is going to be so embarrassing. (laughs) Right before, you know, it's drizzling and, and you know, we just had to have an outdoor ceremony because there really wasn't another option. Right before I walked down the aisle, it stopped raining. Like, and I just remember everyone, I'm getting like choked up. (laughs) It's hard not to. I mean, like what a moment. It was such a moment. Like it was raining. And then the second that music played, it just cleared and the car was cleared and everyone was like, wow, you just like really felt my mom's presence in that moment. So Mm -hmm. it was really, really special. That that is really special. Yeah. But it was really just, Oh, an amazing weekend. It was just so much fun. I mean, on my highlight on my Instagram, you can kind of, it was a party. Like it was a party. So it it was a blast. I wish I could redo that all over again. I know. That's the the hardest thing about a wedding day is that it goes by so fast. Yeah. That's like you just want to soak up every second of it. Yeah, and that's why I absolutely love what we did. We had a whole weekend. So our guests were with us Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The way to do it so, right there. Yeah, so by the time our actual wedding rolled around, you didn't feel obligated to, you know, say hi to every single one of your guests and thank them for coming because you had already done that. Yeah. So you really just got to be with, you know, Kyle and I. Like, I just felt like it was just us two on the dance floor all night together, and that was the exact way I wanted it. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And, I mean, you and Kyle, you, you guys have a really healthy relationship, and I feel like with this lifestyle, that's not always – the case. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys prioritize your relationship with such a chaotic life sometimes? Yeah, I like to say that truly, truthfully, both people need to be individually happy for you have a collective whole to be a happy marriage or in a healthy relationship, right? You can't have one person who is living their dream and is just so happy and the other person who it's just not on that same level. It's kind of hard to, you know, have a healthy, health, healthy, happy marriage in that way. So I kind of feel like that's where, at least that's how Kyle and I have worked our marriage so well, is that he's so happy in what he does. That man just wakes up with a smile on his face every single day going to work. I mean, he adores football. Yeah. Like, truthfully, I mean, and I'm sure Charlie is the same way. I kind of, you have to adore it to make it to this level, <laughs> right? Yeah and all the sacrifice. And I truly love what I do too. And I will say that like before, you know, we start, I started origin. I was unhappy. Like it just is like Rocky, you know what I mean? So I will say that for us, our way of having a healthy, happy, I, why is that so hard for me to say? Healthy. <laughs> healthy. <laughs> 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 
healthy, happy, <laughs> healthy, happy. Um, marriage is just for us both individually to be. Oh no, do you hear that? No. Okay. Um, for us to individually be happy with ourselves before we can be happy with each other together, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like as individuals, I feel like you both have your own passions and then you just get to help each other with them. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we support each other endlessly and I, you know, I will sacrifice everything for him. And I feel like he feels the same way truly for me. So I truly feel as if, you know, we just prioritize our own careers as well as also supporting each other's careers in the same time, if that makes sense. Well, and I mean, how fun is that? Like the person that you love the most on this earth, you get to like watch them do what they love and you get to help them do it. Like how cool is that? You know? I mean, there there is nothing I love more than going to his games and supporting him and watching yeah. him, you know, that smile on his face is just, it's priceless. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, and for them to be able to do it, like it's a 1% job, you know, Absolutely. it's just incredible. Yeah. And let's talk about the 2019 season because what a year previously they had not been the best seasons. Oh yeah. But this year, 2019 year, y'all were rolling. Yeah. So my first or Kyle's first two seasons out with the 49ers, they were rebuilding. So they weren't winning many games and it was definitely a shout out to the 49ers though, because those two seasons, it never got like super mopey, you know, that there was still such a great vibe. And I really do clap my hands to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and the owners for creating that atmosphere. Cause I think it's really easy to, you know, when you're losing that often to be really down. They've created a very unique culture. I would agree. Oh yeah, absolutely. So when that 2019 season hit, or I guess it's like technically a 2020 season, right? Because that was the, we went February 2020 to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But um, it had just felt like something clicked. Hmm. I don't know what it was or, but it had just clicked and we were winning games and we had such an amazing group of girls out there and it just felt like this was our year. Yeah. Like even, you know, week like four, we were just like, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> are good you know like just, we're doing this yeah you just felt the energy between everyone not only the players and the coaches but the wives and the girlfriends mm-hmm. there was just this magical energy in the air that you had felt like wow you know this is the team that makes it yeah and that was so special and it was truly one of the best seasons to look back on it was especially because we had lost so many times yeah. before that and made those wins that much sweeter yeah that's true and I feel like I guess I should say like 2019 wasn't the best season ever because I still think that they have their best season, you know, to be come. Yeah. And I had so hard because like you, you make it to Super Bowl, you're inches away, you know, yeah. you're seconds away. It was tough. <laughs> yeah. Like talk to us about that. Cause I feel like, you know, that's, that is not an, any, a week 12 loss. That That is a Super Bowl loss. So, I will say one of the first, when I first met Kyle, I remember thinking to myself, how did, how will he handle a loss? Because mm-hmm. I personally, 
I'm a sore loser, right? So I feel like I can't be with a sore loser. Yeah. I'm a sore loser. <laughs> if we're both sore losers, it would just be. <laughs> so I'll never forget that first loss that he had with the Ravens when we were together. And I came over and I was just really nervous, like tiptoeing, mm-hmm. like, how do I act? What do I say? I know nothing about football, so what do I say? Until yeah. next time, bud. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, and he was just so happy, like so smiling and didn't phase him. And I just remember in that moment again being like, you know, wow, I love this man. Like yeah. it's so rare in that. So Kyle does not let losses really affect him. Mm-hmm. He's the most positive guy in the world, truly. And even when the Niners are like, oh, and seven, he's like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, like they're just so positive sometimes. And it's it's very endearing. But I will say that, that Super Bowl loss was the first and only time I had ever seen Kyle truly devastated. Yeah. You know, and it's just because, I mean, I guess so that was his year seven in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Year seven in the league. Wow. So, I mean, he's worked his butt off and he had only been to a playoff once before that with the Ravens. Mm. And I think when you are that, much of a veteran in the league, you realize how hard it is to get there. So yeah. you don't have that mindset like we'll be back because it's year seven and this was your first time there and it's not easy to get yeah. to the Super Bowl. So we were on such a high because our our family was in the end zone and Kyle had scored right in front of us. Oh my gosh. And it was top five best moments of my life. Like yeah. I, I just remember like crying, shaking, being like, what is happening? Oh. Like, and he pointed to us and, you know, we point, I have a really special video and it, it was just, it was so cool because the guys behind us who were Kansas city fans were recording and they recorded the whole thing and got us and all of his family it, like oh. celebrating. And it was just so special. Wow. So I had really thought that and then he almost scored again. So I was like, holy shit, we're about to win the Super Bowl and Kyle's about to come MVP. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? All in one day. Yeah, I was bugging out. So that whole time, because you can vote for MVP during the game, right? So I'm voting, 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 voting. And then somehow we lost. And I just remember mm-hmm. like me and my my family and Kyle's best friends, you know, were all there. And we were just looking at each other like, how did that just happen? Yeah, you know, it was gut wrenching. Truly, like, like even from a spectator, completely unrelated with the team watching that game, it was also kind of like, how did that just happen? Because yeah, it, it just didn't make sense. It made absolutely no sense, and we can never look back and watch it because it's too triggering. Yeah, <laughs> but I just remember being so devastated, and mm-hmm. he was really devastated for a few weeks. Honestly, yeah. Um, and that was the first time. And I just remember being like, you know what? You need to sit in that and allow yourself to be sad. Yeah. You know? Allow yourself to be upset about it. And, and, you know, if you need to rewatch it like 30 times, understand what went wrong, like you do that for yourself. Yeah. That's if that, if that's how you need to heal, then that's how you need to heal. Yeah. So hmm. it was tough, but looking back now is very special. Kyle, was the first Harvard grad who had ever scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Wow. Really, really cool. Um, And, you know, it was just a really special moment. And it was truly one of the best moments. One of the top five best moments in my life is when he scored a touchdown. So 
That's so cool. Hopefully we get to go back. And I think that we really embraced that week so much. I mean, me and some of the girls went down like extra early and really got to celebrate. It was in Miami. So it was so much fun. Um, So hopefully we get to revisit that Super Bowl. Yeah. This year, let's go. (laughs) Actually, the first year, this year feels very extra unique, I would say, because with our experience with the 49ers, we had either been had a losing record mm. to where like pretty early on, you know, that there's no chance for us to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Or there was that one like really unique year, 2019, where we were winning like crazy and yeah. we knew right away that we were going to the playoffs. And this is the first year, which this kind of is giving me flashbacks of the Ravens because every year with mm. the Ravens, they were in it until the end. Like it was kind of the last game was a deciding factor if they were making the playoffs. Oh, and wow. so that's what this year is really feeling like that. Like every game matters and every game counts, which is very exciting. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's so exciting, but like, oh, there's just it. I, yeah, it's really exciting because every single game matters so much. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it is so much more emotionally draining for the guys because yeah. like every game in a way like is that make or break game. Yeah, absolutely. And like that also gets them in, and especially for a player like Charlie who had never been to the playoffs, it gets them ready for, that's what a playoff game is. Yeah. Like every game you either lose in your, which hopefully you don't get to experience that, but that's a whole nother hard thing for the men because you're playing and we're so used to having games in front of us. But if you lose a playoff game, all of a sudden you lose and your season's over. So I think that was the hardest part with losing the Super Bowl as well, mm-hmm. is that you have to end your season on a, in a huge loss on your heart and your soul. Yeah. And you carry that on until your season starts back up, which is like six months from now. Yeah, that's, I feel like that would be, that off season would feel the longest because you have that bad taste in your mouth. In your like, mouth. I just yeah. want to play, you know? Absolutely. And that's what's hard on a playoff too, because if you, you know, lose one game, you're out. Yeah. So. It, I think, you know, it gets players prepped for this is what a playoff is. Every game matters, and there's pressure on every single game, which I think is kind of cool. I'm excited. I'm very yeah. excited. <laughs> Absolutely. You should um, be. And did Claire show you that, or did you see her Instagram story that there's snow? Snow on the mountains. There we go. Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> I was like, ooh, let's go. I know. I know. Um, it's actually been so cold. He's yeah. He's been a couple days, and – I was joking because I was on the phone with my dad and it was warmer in New York than it was in California. And oh my like, gosh. What is happening? Hey, if that brings the snow. If that brings us on. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll grab my puffer and we'll be good to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so just the breezing through the 2020 season, that was just weird. And obviously, kind of don't even need to recap it because not a lot happened. Nothing yeah. was super eventful. Well, Kyle and I got a dog. Ooh. <laughs> oh, y'all did. Yeah. Oh, that was the no, share the story <laughs> of y'all getting your dog because that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. We had to break into the borders of Canada. Um, <laughs> so we had always wanted a Samoyed. Um, they're just these adorable white fluffy dogs that just smile all the time. And we had reached out to this one Samoyed that we actually followed on social media and they're like, where did you get your dog? They were absolutely beautiful. So they sent us to a breeder in Canada. 
which I guess, you know, some people listening to this are probably like, you should rescue, you know, I understand. understand. So I kind of feel bad that we like went to a breeder, but you don't see a lot of Samoids at a rescue place. No. Um, So anyways, um, we had put in a deposit for a dog in Canada and we were so excited. And then COVID hit and the borders closed and we were like devastated because we were so excited for this puppy right and so we were calling all border control like what can we do to get this dog basically I'm like we'll give them money we'll do a swap it'll be yeah. like a doggy drug deal <laughs> <laughs> and um basically this one border control officer was like no it's fine we do it all the time so I was like oh okay so the date comes and we get in the car and we drive to Canada. So it was probably like a 10, 12 hour drive. Oh my gosh. And we get there and we get to the officers and they're like, I don't know who told you that, but the borders are closed. <laughs> and we were like, no. So I get on the phone because it, it's funny. Kyle and I are very different personalities. You know, I'm definitely way more loud and rambunctious. Um, <laughs> Kyle's more like a rule follower, more reserved. And I'm like, listen, sir, we just drove 12 hours. We're just getting our puppy. Please, like, I will do absolutely anything. If you need to, like, escort me in a car to make sure we're not doing anything, that is fine. Yeah. So I was trying to smooth my way in there hardcore. And <laughs> there was, like, this long pause. And eventually the officer was like, get your dog and get the hell out. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so you're like, go through Canada and Canada are just cracking up because we're like we just broke through the borders <laughs> you know that like border patrol guy too was like I I just don't want to deal with this today like yeah. get your dog lady like yeah just go get your dog, you crazy dog. <laughs> so we get there and we, we get her and actually our breeder ended up giving us a second dog because there was another family coming from Seattle I guess and she was like I kind of think you should just take their dog so the dog's in the U.S. So oh they don't have to come and deal with this too. So we ended up having mozzarella, my dog and her sister. Oh and we came home and I was just driving home with these like two fluffers on my, on my lap. And it was truly just one of the best days ever. We adore that dog. She's like a child to us. She's just our she little is, She's adorable. And she brought so much joy and happiness for us during COVID. And honestly, it couldn't have been a better time to get a dog mm-hmm. because we were home and we were able to train her the way we wanted to. And yeah. she was able to have that consistency. So she made the 2020 season out here just night and day because I'm I'm sure you felt that way. It got lonely, you know. Literally everyone, I think like you said, Danielle said, Claire had said like, just get a dog. And so yeah. I was like, Charlie, I was like, you I was looking like, no, we don't have a dog. So like, I was like, <laughs> I was looking. And of course, you know, Sarah – um Sarah Taylor like Trent's wife was like oh you know like I can give you like all the rescue you know like all the advice and everything like that which rescuing dogs are absolutely amazing yes and honestly we we I'm like such a dog person now I I already want a second dog so I'm like maybe we'll rescue our second but yeah um you really should it it brings you so like insane amount of joy and love and there's just nothing better to coming home to that little wagon tail yeah yeah it's so sweet so, so sweet. we'll see if that's on the off-season agenda yeah, year. if charlie listens to the last part of this i don't know we'll see yeah do it charlie do it yeah um 
Okay, so closing out, where do you see yourself? And we kind of talked about origin, but where do you see yourself in origin um, and whatever else you're dreaming up, like in the next five to 10 years? Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm praying and hoping that, you know, my line is able to come out and my goal for origin, this is like really shooting for the stars. I would love, absolutely love to have my own designs at Revolve. That would be like Ooh. a dream of dreams of dreams. Um, we are far from that, but we are. Hey, you taking, never know. You never we're know. We're taking baby steps. Um, <laughs> so that would that's definitely a dream of mine. And of course, Kyle and I, you know, want to start a family soon. And definitely within the next like five to 10 years, I would hope so. <laughs> um but yeah, hopefully we'll have a Super Bowl ring on our mm-hmm. hands. And that's definitely like where I picture our future. And hopefully Kyle ends his career with the 49ers. Yeah. You know, um, he signed a five. He's on his third contract, which is crazy. Awesome. Um, it's so cool. Yeah, it really is awesome. Um, he signed a five-year deal. So who knows what will happen? I always joke with, I'm like, you're not going to retire until nobody wants you anymore. Like, there's no way that he will willingly walk away from the game. Yeah. He just loves it too much. And I love that about him. Yeah. So uh, I have, who knows? I mean, if his body's healthy enough to go, he will go. Yeah. So who knows if we'll, you know, he'll retire after those next five years or if he's going to try to continue. But he'll be an old man on the team by now. Hey. He's an old guy on the team. 30? Hey, as long as his body's young. It's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very excited for the future, but we're living in the present and we are trying to get to Super Bowl this year. Yes. So much to be just grateful for this year in and of itself, but also so much to look forward to and what you're both working towards. I'm really excited to just watch it all develop. Um, Thank you. I'm so excited to watch this develop for you. I'm so proud of you for doing this, truly. Thank you. It's vulnerable to put your voice out there first off. Um, I used to be very, I mean, I still kind of, I'm very nervous when I do podcasts because sometimes I just rabble on and I'll, you know, I'll listen back to myself and be like, gosh, I have an annoying voice. I don't think, I don't think anyone can listen to themselves and be like, oh my gosh. Like I listen to myself and I'm like, how does anyone ever listen to me? Yeah. Like, yeah, my, nail, my voice is like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're but, doing absolutely great, truly. I listen to every all your episodes. They're very insightful. It's so fun to hear everyone's story. It is. It's so fun, and I really enjoy it. And I'm just very grateful that I had you on and could learn from you and learn more about you. And just excited to see um, where the where the Juice family goes. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks for being on, Kristen. Thanks, Amy. Bye.